Talk Zone presents Two Guys on a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys on a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody, two guys at a mic show back at you. Kind of a sports break yesterday as we did a little seek and ye shall find segment. But uh, today we re-enter the sporting world, start to look at some of the football games coming up this weekend, try to figure out who the next manager of the Chicago Cubs might be, try to figure out how to get Big Dog out of his beat the schmoes football prediction slump, and find out a few things off the sports page as well. We might get a little sports guys talk politics today. Uh, you never know. You never know what direction this particular show is going to take. Yesterday we started off, if I could remember, I think with the Dalai Lama, and we ended out with a beard trivia contest, and we had a fair amount of things in between. That's not a bad combo. From the Dalai Lama to a beer trivia contest. I was proud of yesterday's show. Speaking of proud, I'm very proud to be associated with my co-partner. He checks in via the telecommunicative phone lines out in Aurora, Illinois. It is the big dog, better known as Joel. Radwanski, Joel, how are you? Uh, doing absolutely fantastic, Coach. Good to be on the air today. And good to be inside <laughs> the house so I'm not getting Woo! like uh, wind and rain in my face. It's, uh, it's finally fall. We finally have a fall day here in the city of Chicago. Yeah, it is uh, nasty out there, so uh, we highly recommend you stay inside, tune up the uh, computer, and check out the two guys in a mic show for the next hour. I'm sure as soon as our show is over, it'll probably be 65 and sunny outside, Big Dog, no doubt about it. Well, I, I certainly hope so, because I'm about to take a, uh, a little jog down the Illinois Prairie Path and oh, go boy. to uh, our driver's license facility place to go get a driver's abstract. Which costs you like twenty bucks nowadays? Seriously, it costs you twenty bucks to print out a driving record from the state of Illinois. Come on. What are you? Uh, it's called a driver's abstract. Abstract, coach. Abstract. You never heard the word abstract. Before? I have heard. I've never heard of a driver's abstract. Explain it, por favor. Basically, it tells you your whole entire driving record. So whether or not you got a. I don't know if it's, I think it's just moving violations. Mm-hmm. So I don't think like a parking violation would be on there. It might be. I'm not sure. And it basically everything you've ever done. So why would you? Your whole entire life. So. Why would you walk over? Why wouldn't you drive over? <laughs> oh. Now I'm trying to get some exercise in, coach. Actually, I've been, uh, <laughs> this might sound a little goofy, but I've set up like strange goals. I have a pedometer in my phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to average 10,000 steps a day since I had it. So I've been walking okay. 20,000 steps a day in order to get That's to cool. it. So. Are you, uh, do you often walk while you're doing the show? I'm doing it right now, as a matter really? of fact. I'm okay. walking around. See, but I don't know. I'm tra- as a matter of fact, I'm testing now whether or not the pedometer works mm-hmm. when I'm actually on the phone, and I don't think it works properly. But the, other than that, now let's get back to other things. These drivers, they, they, they have every single detail of your... Uh, of your driving record. It was funny. Is my dad never had a fender bender, never had a ticket, never had anything. So when my brother, when he was working for a really bad insurance company called Farmer Insurance, mm-hmm. okay, runs my dad's record, he had, to, he had to charge my dad more because according to this, my dad, according to the driver's abstract, my dad could have never been a driver in America because for 30 years, he never had one incident 
of anything. He had a zero on his driver's abstract, which is almost impossible to have. Like you, you'll have stuff on your driver's abstract coach that you'd be like, "What I did? What you won't even mm-hmm. remember it." I was not even aware there was such thing. So you're saying I could go down to my local uh, driver's license facility, uh, always a fun place to visit, a uh, bunch of happy-go-lucky people there, and I could pay 20 bucks, and, and any American citizen could get their uh, driver's abstract? Well, I, I don't know about any American citizen. I don't know how it works in other states, but in the state of Illinois, you absolutely can. Mm-hmm. And if you've never gotten a DUI, people... You might want to spend the $20, go get a driver's abstract, call up your insurance company and be like, why am I paying so much for car insurance because I've done nothing wrong? And if they don't lower your rates, just be like, I'm going to Gene Radwanski and he's going to sell me my car insurance. Mm -hmm. So that's all you have to do. By the way, my brother sells insurance and every single person that has dealt with my brother coach has spent thousands less on insurance. He started his own company and now represents over 15 different insurance companies. So if you go to him, Uh you can be like... Well, okay, I'll take care of everything. And by the way, you got blank blank for your home. You got blank blank for your car. And then next, you know, everything's covered. So if you so do one, need insurance, please, please contact me. I'll be more than happy to get you in contact with my brother. So. One one stop source for all your uh, insurance needs. I like that. Gene Rodwanski. That's a uh, with a G or a J. With uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a, he's not a Sean Radwanski. Oh. <laughs> Gene Radwanski. Okay. He's uh, it's Atlas Insurance out of. Uh, uh-huh. Out, out in Lamont, and uh, he's Beautiful. a little go-getter, people. So it's uh, he, he started his own company. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome to start your own insurance company. Yeah, and people, all of my friends are involved in it, and they're all very they're all thank me all the time. As a matter of fact, now he has more of my friends as his friends than I have my own friends. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad. You so. thoroughly confused me with that one, but I uh, heard it from a friend who <laughs> heard it from a friend who. Uh, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. If you want to send your email, if you're looking for a better insurance representative, you want to go the Radwanski gay, uh, guy, uh, the Radwanski way, send it to us at the Mike, two guys at AOL.com, M-I-C and the number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. We're proud to have Gene Radwanski and the wonderful folks at Atlas Insurance as proud sponsors here on the, uh, two guys in a Mike show. Yeah, I, I am proud. <laughs> we need some sponsors, by the way. If you want to sponsor your company, advertise your company. How do I, big dog, uh, rates readily available? I mean, we are, uh, I don't want to say we're cheap, but, you know, we're pretty easy. You can email the same address. You want to, uh, you know, get some sponsor reads, get some uh, advertisement for your company. We would be happy to do that on the Mike Two Guys show. We are anxiously anxiously looking for uh, new sponsors all the time here on the show. Thank you very much. All right, Big Dog and the Coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Again, Dog, yesterday, I don't know how we top yesterday's from Dalai Lama to the beer-drinking trivia contest with everything in between. It's a tough act to follow. Yesterday's show was well-received by 84% of our email listeners. Well, that was that, that's good to know, especially considering that uh, we used a lot of material that was given to us by our emailers. Yes, Yep. There were about 12% that did not like it. I believe, uh, I believe I'd be lonesome. One of our emailers and also Ranger with a rash emailed in and said he was very upset with a couple comments you made, which normally wouldn't bother me. But when you go by the moniker Ranger with a rash, big dog, that could be an angry man. You never know. <laughs> you never know to what heights uh, that my guy might go to, to express his negative feelings. No, you, you you never do know. But is it like a, a Texas Ranger? Because they're a world. No, they're not world champions. They they lost to the Cardinals. So that's yeah, two I, years in a row. I get the feeling he's like the Forest Ranger type. And I've learned two things: you don't mess with Rangers, 
the forest rangers, you don't mess with people that have a rash. You combine the two, and um, I fear for your safety, Big Doe. That's all I can put. Well, there's a lot to be fearing in the world. I think we should all be fearing for our safety if what's going on in the Middle East is really going yep. on in the Middle East. I mean, there's a lot going on. So this this ranger with a rash, Yep. Like, who knows? It might be an army ranger. Who knows? Yep. We're not sure. There's, you can be anything. But if you, if you are a forest ranger, there's definitely plenty of things that can give you a rash. That's true. The, they the kind of come, pardon the expression, but they kind of come hand in hand. <laughs> and again, pardon the expression. That is a bad expression. Yeah, but we got issues all over the world. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, serious situations. We got the, you know the whole Euro thing and Greece and Germany and the uh, the dollar over there is very disconcerting. Big deal. Although the stock market did have a rebound yesterday. I don't know if you're fully vested or not, but uh, you had a comeback day yesterday, so that's at least some sort of uh, sense of solace. No, no, the only thing I will feel fully vested is if I can if I can figure out a way to start growing food in my own home. And have some type of sustainable energy. When I have that coach, then I'll feel fully vested. Until mm-hmm. then, I won't. But that so. sounds like, you know, you want to be kind of a, a shut-in. Like each person doing their own thing. You're going to grow your own food. You're going to have your own sustainable energy. I don't know that that's the way to get America or the and or the world out of its problems. It sounds quite selfish, uh, frankly, Big Doug. Okay, so here we have right now Israel threatening. <laughs> they're shaking their fist at Iran. Yes. Okay, come on. And now we have China. It's been confirmed has been selling uh, missiles to Iran. All right, oh that oh that that really warms the cockles of your heart when you wake up in the morning. Okay, we have people riding in Oakland won't even let people go to work so they can deliver food. I mean, this is really seriously. You know what? Maybe maybe we should just go back to our cocoon of sports and entertainment coaches. We don't have to deal with this all the time. How about that LSU Alabama game coming up Saturday, huh? No, that is a battle of titans, coach. Now that's <laughs> that's a little bit easier for me to talk about. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, seriously, they get this. It's it's kind of strange for me, coach. I've been going through like this epiphany lately, and uh, it, it's it's kind of difficult when there's this. It's really whacked out. I don't. I ever remember times like this as a kid. Though. Now, when I was like you know around 1980. You know, we had the uh, we had in Iran we had the hostages. What they were over for like over a year, and it was like pretty difficult. You know, when everybody in America was worried about them, and and it, it didn't seem like we're as long as they got back, everything was going to be all right. There's a lot going wrong with the world right now, and it's just and you're talking about what's going on in Europe. With if Europe collapses, if Greek, if, uh, if they don't bail out the Greeks or whatever the heck's going on over there, who knows if that collapses and what happens here? I'm sorry to be panicking, coach. Yeah, but I feel like lately I do have to figure out uh, a way that I have food in the house because I'm almost afraid to leave this right. place. Too. Dave, let it be known I tried to get out of this conversation with a little Alabama LSU talk, but here we are back into the uh, potential <laughs> falling of the dominoes, leading to uh, I don't know about the end of the world, but actually you surmised a couple of days ago where uh, when we brought up the fact that the seven billionth person hath been born, our population now at a record seven billion. That at some point, and it's coming sooner than later, there's going to be a massive um, outbreak or disease because the world can't handle this many people. It's almost the natural attrition of things. Yeah, that's it, it, that will happen. That was, I'm not sure. That was your feel good thought for Tuesday. Yes. Well, okay. So my feel good thought for today is: can, uh, <laughs> we need to talk some sense into Israel right now? And, yep. and I, I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're right, and we need to go attack Iran, which is the crazy thought, Coach. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, but what about definitely... we talk about trades all the time in the world of sports? What about the trade that uh, Israel made, uh, Bernardo Netanyahu? 
as I like to call him. What's his actual last name? How do you pronounce it? Uh, I'm not sure, Coach, but okay. it was one person for, what, 1,400? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, you know, and I understand the Israeli tradition, protect our own, so I don't want to criticize too much, but clearly as an outsider looking in, uh, boy, that looked like Ernie Brolio for uh, for Lou Brock, one of the worst trades in history. One for 1,300 prisoned, and some of those were terrorists that actually killed Israeli people. Yes, the actual terrorists were released. There, the, more than one, but there's just this one woman who specifically, the first thing she did was right when she was uh, uh, basically brought back to the people, and oh, they're, they're celebrating, the first thing she says is, uh, I'm going back and I'm going to blow my, and murder myself and basically blow myself up and, and kill as many Israelis as I possibly can. Oh, that was boy. the first thing she said. Yikes. Was the first, and she wasn't the only one. Dozens have said that. There's a reason why these people were, were locked up and, and behind bars. It wasn't because they were all wrongly accused, which I'm sure there was a handful, okay? It's, it's scary, Coach. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to do right because that guy does not deserve to be locked up. He really didn't deserve to be locked up. And then he had, well, no, he did. He actually did. That guy kind of messed up. But it's... <laughs> but one for, for 12? You think Israel could have at least gotten, like, future considerations? Yeah, I don't Draft think choice. They, no, they need to. They absolutely, they need to get future considerations. Okay, we're going to release all you guys into general population, yep. as in like like Palestine. Please don't blow us up. How about that? That's the deal. We're well, going to let all you guys go, and you just you realize that maybe we don't need to kill each other in order to get along. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that's that, asking for a lot, isn't it, Coach? Well, you know, it's not. That's the sad thing. It really is. Some of the answers and the way to solve some of our world problems big dog the interesting thing about it the ironic thing about it is it's not that hard it really is it is but it isn't i mean if people would just mind their own business and go along with their own lives and don't try to control other people's lives you heard me say this before i still think one of the greatest lines in any movie or musical ever was from the uh, musical hair back in the hippie days in the 60s the father talking to his son and it's simple philosophy and it's not 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 Complicated, simple, no, not that hard. No. Do whatever you want to do, be whatever you want to be. Just don't hurt anybody else. Simple philosophy. If we all followed it, the world would be a better place, and the Cubs probably would have had a couple of World Series by now. It definitely would be a better place. I don't know if it would have helped the Cubs in World Series uh, <laughs> attainment. I thought I'd throw that in. But uh, think about this, coach. The one thing that's a little, uh, the little chink in the armor for what you're talking about is, and it's not a little chicken armor, it's massive, is the fact that these two religions are fighting over Temple Mount. And don't forget the Christians are fighting over it, too, because that's the place They're where... fighting over who? You, don't tell me you don't know what I'm talking about, Coach. I, I didn't hear what you, you said. I honestly don't know what I'm talking about. I didn't about. hear what you said, fighting? Oh, Temple Mount. They're all fighting over control of Temple Mount. Okay. The, the, the area where uh, Jesus ascended into heaven, uh, where uh, Muhammad basically had the enlightenment where coach this is like that where right now there's a massive you don't know what i'm talking about this is exactly what this whole religious battle has been going on is basically for an an area in jerusalem that's like about 200 meters long this this is where god's coming back down to earth all this stuff this is and if, if you don't this is what you need to do is after this particular show is go research this and you'll, it'll be it'll blow you away what why okay. they're, they're fighting over like 200 meters worth of, of land and it's going to go on forever until they control it mm-hmm. and it and the, the muslims have controlled it at some point 
obviously the you know right now the Jews control it, but there's a, there, there's a massive uh, I don't know, coach. This, this, you got to you got to look into it. Okay. Because that's that's what they're fighting over. I will check that out. You've over the last uh, six months or so, you've given me some homework assignments. There's a few that I've missed, but more often than not, I do research things out. I look at the YouTubes or the, uh, you know, the uh, excerpts of the quotes you tell me to, or a song or a movie or something. You give me some homework assignments, and for the most part, I've, uh, you know, I've I've taken that to heart. So I will will check that out. No, no, coach. I know you're not the most religious guy in the world, but uh, just let you know at the end of all these books, the three books that have have where they're trying to control the, the whole world, basically, the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Koran. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, God always comes back, and they always come back to that spot on the planet. That's where the where God is supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. So they, so supposedly uh, the Muslims think if they control it, then it will be like if you're a Muslim, you all go to heaven, and all the Christians and, and Jews will go to hell and everybody else. And so that's it's really massive, Coach. And... Mm-hmm. It's the belief in these three books that have messed up everybody on the planet the most. Mm-hmm. That's that's my personal belief. So uh-huh. if you and if, and if you're out there and you hear this and you're offended by it, I, I don't mean to offend you, especially if you live a good life. Well, if you but are if offended you or want further explanation, or you got some comments here, as we uh, thought we'd be discussing the football weekend that comes, but we're venturing into somewhat uncharted territories. But we do that on the two guys in a mic show. You want to help uh, venture with us or? Or, God forbid, get us back on track. You can do it at 888-463-6748. Any of our Middle East listeners, more than welcome. David, if uh, anybody calls from the Middle East, put them ahead of Bobby from Bolingbrook and Lou from Lincolnwood, okay? 888-463-6748, the phone number. Yes, Big Dog. Oh, yeah, Coach, I'll be more than happy to talk LSU-Alabama because... Well, no, no, and, and, I, I didn't mean I was. I was just... Showing where the conversation had gone. I didn't mean I was upset with it. I was quite enjoying it, actually. Oh, very good. I, I would be more happy to talk this stuff more often. Yeah. Uh, but I will tell you, no matter what happens on Saturday, I'm not going to be worried about uh, mm-hmm. any type of star alignment, any type of what's the real book we should believe in. And all I'm going to be worried about is uh, Alabama players running into mm-hmm. LSU players at full speed. Because I the, cannot wait for this football game. By the way, you so. said that I'm not religious, and you are correct in a formal sense. But yeah. as you know, I did create my own religion. Depends on your definition of religion. I, well, I've I met like uh, you're exactly right. You're yeah, exactly the formal right. religion. Yeah. Because I formed my own religion it's called Moped. M O P E D Moped. And by the way, I I invented this before the stupid ass motorcycle came out and kind of destroyed my whole theory. But Moped basically M O P E D stands for my own practiced every day. Now, the, That's my religion. Moped, I don't need a formal religion. I don't need people to tell me what to think. I formed my own thoughts and my own way of thinking about the hereafter and, and, and praying and all that. And I, I do it my own way. And, the, uh, you know, you don't go to church one hour on Sunday or you don't do this or you don't do the uh, moped. My own practice every day is 24-7. Thank you very much. Yes, Big Dumb. Now, I just want to let you know, I was riding a moped in the 70s, Coach. Uh, say that again. I was riding a moped in the 70s, so you came up with this way back then? Yes, I'm telling you, I came out with it before the motorcycle. And it might have been, it wasn't the, it might have been the late 70s you were riding the moped. Yeah, it was the late 70s. Yeah, it was in my rebellious, uh, you know, high school, possibly early collegiate years. I think it was in high school. I would have liked to have seen the rebellious John Cone. Yeah. I would have liked that before we called the coach John Cone. I I went long hair, bell bottom, don't kid yourself. Not, uh, What's that? 
No, no, go ahead. I want a bit more description of the. Well, the you know, I wasn't hanging around in the smokers' lounge. I was definitely not the burnout guy. But there was a, let's call it a quiet rebellious streak in the coach back in the high school uh, collegiate years. I think I burned most of the pictures. I think once my first kid was born, the final long-haired, disgusting picture, I think it was like an ID. I think I tore it up, threw it away. So I don't know that those pictures can be found anymore. At least I hope not. Was it a Napoleon Dynamite type of rebellion? <laughs> not sure what that means. Well, uh, have you, you've never seen Napoleon Dynamite. It's about a tall, skinny kid with an afro, a white kid with glasses in the early 1970s. That's possible. And i, I got to tell you something, Coach. It's, it's spectacular. It's actually not <laughs> the early 1970s, but he dresses like it's the early 1970s, but uh-huh. it's actually 2005 or 2006. you got to see the movie, Coach. It's a it's a cult phenomenon. And I'm not okay. kidding you. You watch the first, like, ten minutes, you're going to be like, this is kind of funny. And then after a while, it just gets, it's, it's hysterical. It's just, I don't know, Coach, it's one of the, it's, it's, it's a cold classic. And I guarantee David Olsen has seen it. I'm pretty, he either will love it or hate it. I've heard of it, obviously. I don't know that I've ever seen the Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, who, who, who plays Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, John Heater. Have you ever seen, uh, have you ever seen, uh, it was a classic, the movie with Will Ferrell. Blades of Glory. Uh, Blades of Glory. Yes, that movie is. So oh, the oh the uh, ice skating, ice skating movie. That he, movie's hilarious. Yeah, it was. A, it was not Will Ferrell, but the other guy. The okay. other guy is Napoleon. Okay, Dynamo. he's pretty good. <laughs> that <laughs> scene, by the way, that scene in Blades of Glory early on when they're up on the award stand and the Olympic mascot. Do you remember that? <laughs> I was on an airplane watching that, and I completely <laughs> is they're having a battle or falling over or fighting with the Olympic mascot. Completely lost, and I was sitting next to a stranger on the plane. Yeah, David. The thing that I, and Joel's right. Napoleon Dynamite is a movie you're either going to love or you're going to hate it. Okay. The reason why I liked it, and and Joel, you're probably with me on this. I knew people like every single character in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. I knew people like that were exactly like Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, That's the characters were so realistic. It's like you know that person. <laughs> they did a great uh, role development with everybody in there. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and the, the, he's got so many just dry lines, Coach, that are just crazy. I mean, it, it's, it's a cult classic. It really has turned into that way. Like, people, like, I know people have seen it a hundred times. <laughs> so... That's what you definitely would appreciate that. You still got to see Almost Famous before you ever watch. Yeah, yeah. I tried. Almost, uh, almost Famous. I tried. First, yeah. I said, another homework assignment you gave me that that night. I went to the on demand and uh, looking for it. I've not been able to get it yet, but it's on my list. I will be watching Almost Famous. By the way, one. No, no, that's a cuddle up with the wife. Uh, one coach, you're gonna thank me for that the next uh, day. Too. I mentioned that to my wife. I'm not sure how much cuddling there'll be because she was had complete disinterest. She said, "Oh yeah, I heard of that movie. I, I have no interest in that." And I said, "What the big, the big dog and David Olson recommended?" And she said, "My point exactly." Are you kidding me, the coach? That's a chick movie. It's a chick flick. Right, I'll okay. try to, I'll try to convince her. Okay, that's I'll try and, to and, if, her. and if she doesn't like that movie, I, I seriously, I will have, I, I will never <laughs> give her any help whatsoever in movie. All right. Eight 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 four six three six seven four. A one quick little tidbit. I, I got to throw this out because I was reading it. Uh, a couple of days ago, you are mentioning religion and God and everything. There is a basketball player 
I don't know if you'll be able to look it up, Dave. I meant to bring the actual magazine, but there is a hoopster. He's a pretty good, I think he's a junior college transfer into one of the top 25 teams. His last name might be Mubabi or something like that. His first name, you ready? First and middle name. What? God's gift. That's it. Mm -hmm. God's gift, Mubabi. You've heard of the guy or you just guessed that? No, 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 Coach. I am not making uh, – he plays for St. John's. And St. what I want John's, David okay. Olson to do now is go to the St. John's 2011-2012 <laughs> men's basketball roster and read off the names. Coach, it is the craziest thing you will ever hear. God's gift is not even the craziest name on the whole entire team. Now, you know the, the new head coach really of St. John's is Stevie Lavin, right? Yeah, who is uh, battling cancer, and he's it's a thumbs up, and he's been doing phenomenal Excellent. the last couple of months or two. So, uh, Steve Lavin, mm-hmm. I like you. And, uh, you know, he, he's like one of those guys that you know, when he got out of UCLA, he admitted, you know, I was, you know, I can really coach basketball, but I can't coach at UCLA. I can't handle that type of pressure. Yep. Like, a guy that can talk that way realistically, I will. I've always appreciated Steve Lavin's a good guy. Excellent, excellent color announcer. He did that for a bunch of years. Now he's the, uh, I think, second-year, maybe third-year head coach of St. John. So their roster is infiltrated with players like the United Nations. Is that what you're saying? Oh, hey, Coach, and their names are phenomenal. But so God's gift. Somebody yeah. named their kid God's gift. Well, yeah, they, it's it's God's gift, Achua. God bless you. That, that's his name. <laughs> um, Phil Green. <laughs> not, not too excited. <laughs> Maurice Harkless, uh, Norvell Pell, Norvell, Nerdine Lindsay, D'Angelo Harrison, Jakar Simpson or Sampson, Sir Dominic Pointer. So the guy gets it. It's Sir Dominic. It's not Dominic. Sir Dominic. I'd love a shooting drill between Sir Dominic and God's gift. Uh, Amir Garrett, Jamal White, and Malik Stiff. Wow. Okay, that cool. will make for a hell of a team banquet, I'll tell you that. And uh, you got I, I don't know any Norvells. I know Orvells, but I know no Norvells. Is that a common name? I think You're Norvell not- is more common than Orvell, but you know an Orvell, but you've never met a Norvell. No, I've never met a Norvell. And I've never met a Sir Dominique either. I have not either. Is a Dominique Dominic? or a Dominique, <laughs> but never Sir Dominique. Oh. Wow. God's God's gift. What's his last name? Achua. God's gift, Achua. And he's actually a pretty good player, right, Big Dog? He's just starting uh, like yeah. power forward and rebounder <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, he's good. He's going. He's supposedly going to be really good this season. Saint John's has six a, a nine two forty. Woo! Wow, big, big kid, big fellow. Yeah. Oh, well, he can't rebound. He can play tight end. I'm sure. Be great for the uh, PA announcer. Starting at forward, six feet nine inches, two hundred and forty pounds from parts unknown. It's God's gift. Whatever his last name is. Petua. All right, let's get to some football. Let's look ahead to the weekend that comes. Big though, we got to talk a little Bears in Philadelphia too. The papers here have been uh, building up that game since Monday, a little bit early, but now it's time to get excited. You got pretty good Monday night football game coming up. You got a big weekend. Well, a decent weekend of college football. It's not as you know. I thought Stanford was playing Oregon this weekend. Uh, to my demise, not surprised. It's uh, they're playing Oregon State. Okay, well that's good. You know why? Well, no, it I, isn't. I'd rather have them play Oregon. No, well, they they're going to play later on in the season, which will be fine. Okay. Because uh, on a Saturday night, I I hope the Pac-10 doesn't have any great matchup. Like, there's a Friday night USC Colorado matchup that's kind of interesting. 
I don't need any big Saturday night games other than Alabama yeah. LSU. Yeah. Let me just focus on that on Saturday night. All eyes will be on that one. Now you said uh, much later in the season, and it kind of brought up a little melodynamic uh, or hit a little mellow, dramatic core to me, Big Dog, because uh, there's not. Much later in the season, I hate to say this, but we are in November, my friend. We're down to the final two or three weeks of regular season college football, the sport that we love so much. Uh, I hate to say it, nearing an end. Well, uh, this is November is always the best month for college football because right now everybody is absolutely certain who the best teams are, and all these teams with zeros after their in their L, L column are about to get a one or a two in it. I, November has historically been where the most trip ups have happened, so. Uh, this is the best month for college football as far as I'm concerned. You know, we had, uh, Michigan, Ohio State is going to be coming up, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and that's going to be absolutely massive this year. I know Florida, Florida State doesn't have the entering it normally does, but, uh, I mean, in this month, we, Alabama plays LSU and Auburn this month, and uh, we'll see how big the Auburn game is, uh, mm-hmm. if that's going to have anything to do with the national championship game. So, uh, I know what you're saying. That, hey, it's already here, but this is the great month. And like you said, Oregon and Stanford still have to play this year, and Stanford could be playing for the, for the national title. So, uh, it's going to be a phenomenal month, Coach Jen. Mm-hmm. And, and coming up pretty soon, I'm going to have all Saturdays off. So I'm going to really enjoy the, the month of November. Okay. So. And you will be contacting an establishment. We might even uh, possibly be doing a show from uh, one of our local establishments out in the Aurora area. We'll have you some know, more information. Go I was ahead. thinking of just doing it at my house, Coach. How about that? You and me doing a show at your house? I am not kidding you. I, I You've seen the downstairs area. It's large enough, okay? I if We invite a bunch of the, the listeners over. Just film it at, at my house. I think that was going to be... We'll just have to make sure that, that uh, Claudia is not here because they'll be very angry that it's going on. Interesting. Okay, it's a possibility. Any chance I'll get to meet Lily the Lilac? Uh, that would definitely be a thumbs up on my part, but it might be a middle finger on hers. (laughs) Well, one out of two is not bad. I'll take that when I can get it. LSU, Alabama, you got Northwestern at Nebraska. You got the Kansas State with one loss taken on undefeated Oklahoma State. We're still trying to see if anybody can knock off Oklahoma State. South Carolina. I know it's not the same South Carolina team now because Steven Garcia, their quarterback, left the team. Marcus Lattimore, they're a great running back, but they're still pretty he's out for the season. They're still pretty good. South Carolina at Arkansas and Arizona State at UCLA. Big Dog is an underrated game. Those are probably your marquee games for the weekend. So, um, oh yeah, those are yeah, definitely South Carolina has a legitimate shot at winning the SEC East, and so this is a must win for them. And and I know everybody's kind of forgotten about Arkansas. But, you know, Arkansas, if they beat LSU and they win, if Arkansas wins all the remaining games, which happens to be one against LSU, they would represent the SEC West. Everybody's sleeping on Arkansas, Coach. They're still in the picture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, they were you know, lucky to get by last week against uh, oh, Vanderbilt. Absolutely lucky. And, you know, yeah. we've seen teams that keep on being lucky, and all of a sudden they get an upset in the final week of the season, mm-hmm. and everybody's already crowned LSU the national title winner. You know what I mean? So you got to be, you got to be careful. Of course, uh, Arkansas has already lost to Alabama, so they mm-hmm. that that's their one loss of the season. But uh, so there's Arkansas. That's actually your good point at the SD. USC, which they call South Carolina and Arkansas, a big, huge game this year. Talking to college football enthusiasts, the big dog, Joel Redwanski. Got any questions on collegiate football? Big weekend coming up this Saturday, 888 The phone number, email, or kiss my stats is added again. He wants to know. It's a good question. 
This is a good question from Kiss My Stats. He wants to know if both Stanford and Oklahoma State went out. That means Oak State beats Oklahoma. That means Stanford beats Oregon. If they both went out, which team does the big dog think will play the winner of LSU-Alabama for the national championship? Um, I am – now, personally, I would have it up for grabs. and would, It would want to look at the whole entire schedule and see how Stanford beats Oregon and how Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. So I'm not trying to sit on the fence for you on that. Kiss my stats. Uh, and I would be leaning towards Stanford, to be quite honest with you. But uh, according uh, according to the experts, and it's a show on uh, ESPNU, and it's on uh, twice a week, and they talk college football for an hour. It was on yesterday. I had it on when I was cleaning up the house. Uh, Oklahoma State will not be jumped by anyone if they remain undefeated throughout the Big 12 championship game, according to uh, these people, and they're like Dan Hawkins and uh, Tom Lemming and all those guys, Coach. Mm-hmm. It was like a group of like eight dudes. Matt Millen is involved, so I guess it's the experts and Matt Millen. Is what no, no, stop it. Matt Millen, despite the uh, brutismal record he had with the San Francisco 49ers, is actually a pretty good football horrible. guy. And a he's decent, a horrible de- analyst. He's a horrible analyst. I think he's, I don't know, horrible? I always thought I, he was I, decent, I, not the best, but I thought he was okay. Certainly better analyst than he was a general manager. That's not saying much. Awful good linebacker, though, Coach. Awfully good linebacker. Yep. All right, then uh, let's talk Bears Philadelphia here. A little preview. Now, don't forget, tomorrow is a football Friday here in the Two Guys in a Mike Show. We get football intense and make our predictions. We'll play Beat the Schmoes, all that good stuff coming up tomorrow. But uh, we have uh, talked very little, Big Dog, about a, a pretty good Monday night football game. Real good. Philadelphia Eagles, are they back? You Left some question yesterday in between Dalai Lama talk and the beer trivia contest. I think you touched on the Philadelphia Eagles, and I hinted that you're not yet convinced on them, but I don't think you're convinced on the Bears either. How do you see an early look at Monday night's tussle? No, no, I, I like this matchup uh, for the Bears. The simple fact is the Bears always play better when they're kind of like the underdog, and people don't think that they can play well, which obviously in this game, they're the underdog, and people don't, don't really think that they match up well with the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles, yeah, they looked great against the Cowboys. Who are the Cowboys? The, the Cowboys are just, uh, you know, a team that shows up one week, doesn't show up the next. So I, I could really care less that they blew out the, the Cowboys at home. The Eagles still have a bunch of issues, and it's on their offensive line. So if the Bears can stop the run, I know this is, this is I'm really going out on a limb here, Coach. If the Bears can stop the run with just like their front seven, because Shady McCoy, the uh, the Sean McCoy, the kid from Pittsburgh, is freaking dynamic, coach. He's unbelievable right now. If they could, uh, if they could basically make the Eagles one-dimensional in passing, and even if that means Vicks running, I, I think they're going to be all right. But uh, the Bears' safeties are so bad that if they have to start getting involved in the running game, then they're going to get destroyed on mm-hmm. the deep pass, and the, and the Bears won't have a chance. Chicago Bears will get a couple players back. I think Gabe Carini will at least be available to return to his right tackle spot. And what was, anyways, Jay Cutler's favorite receiver, Earl Bennett, is going to be back, giving the Bears a little more depth at a position that hasn't been great this year, wide receiver. Big Doug, that should give, uh, if not a physical, at least a psychological boost, I would think, to the Bears, those two guys. Yeah, it definitely will. And the fact that the Earl Bennett, a possession guy, a guy that can move the change, comes back, might mean uh, a little bit more of Devin Hester hitting uh, on the deep bomb down the field because we really need more. We really needed Roy Williams to step up so far and really be a, a dynamic 
you know, when it's third and eight, you know this guy's going to get a 10-yard catch, and he hasn't done that yet for us, and I don't think he's going to. I think Bennett can, mm-hmm. coach. The only guy on the roster that actually, when you think about who can do that for you, he's the one. And if he can start doing it for us, maybe Johnny Knox yeah. and Devin Hester can uh, open up balls for us. Yeah, and he's not a star, but he adds to it. Gives you one more weapon, one more possession guy. Again, right now it's not a a area of tremendous strength for the Bears, but uh, you know, it's almost like uh, in basketball when you're missing your second or third leading scorer and all of a sudden your number 4 guy has to move up and become your 3 guy and your 3 guy has to become, you know, your 2 guy. Everybody moves up and not now you get that scorer back. And what was your second scorer can now take the third role. The number three guy becomes the fourth role. We see that in basketball. It strengthens your team. You're actually better because of the injury. In an optimistic way of looking at it, that's exactly what could happen to the Chicago Bear passing game. Well, uh, the only problem was those guys didn't step up. You know what I mean? We, it's not like we're, we're, we're looking at it now and, and thinking, wow, Johnny Knox is running great routes and we can really depend on him on third down or – Roy Williams can get open at will with his big body. That didn't happen, Coach. So I think it's more, oh, we finally got somebody that can actually get open when we need you. Mm-hmm. I, I wish it was more like how you okay. were saying. I, I really wish it was, hey, Roy Williams stepped up and he's been phenomenal on third downs. Johnny Knox is actually running the correct routes this year and, and breaking them off on hot routes and all that other stuff. But no, we don't. Mm-hmm. We, don't we can't say it. Uh, emailer IB Lonesome is back at it again. IB wants to know, it's a good question, who would Philadelphia Eagle defense? Everybody talks about their offense. I haven't watched the Eagles play a whole ton this year. Uh, defensively, who are their impact players? Uh, he's got two questions. Uh, uh, one, who are their Eagle defensive impact players to watch out for? And number two, he says, uh, any chance the big dog has the home phone number for bear wide receiver Dane Sonsenbacher? Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, I got his cellie, not his home phone number, so that's even better. Not sure why I'd be lonesome. One said I can take a guess, but uh, why don't we move to question number one and skip number two? Uh, Well, if you guys remember Hugh Douglas, he was kind of like the short, undersized defensive end who was just mean and hit everybody in his sight. It was extremely explosive and powerful. Well, Trent Cole, their defensive end, reminds me exactly of Hugh Douglas' coach. So that, that's when you see Trent Cole, Cole and he reminds you of somebody. It's the, mm-hmm. the guy that played Eagles defensive end 10 years earlier. So that guy's phenomenal. And they got, you know, Justin Babin, coach, has eight and a half or nine sacks. It's way up there, the, the other defensive end for them. He's, had a, he's like a first-round pick, and it took him a long time, but he's finally having a breakout season. So he's awfully, awfully good. So And then everybody knows that Nandi Asamoah and – He's actually been playing phenomenal. I don't care what anybody else says. Oh, he hasn't made plays, all that other stuff. The, the, the guy's playing really, really well. But the, the thing with the Eagles is you got to run it right at them. They're undersized, Coach. Don't, they're, they do the same thing that the Detroit Lions do. They play that wide nine technique where they, they spread their ends out and they fly in and pinch down. They rush the quarterback and mm-hmm. they try to play with the lead. Playing with the lead is going to be important because if the Bears have the lead, they can't rush the quarterback. You know what I mean? So, and if you're, we don't need Jay Cutler getting teed off on by Trent Cole for for sixty minutes. Let's mm-hmm. let's have uh, let's put Klotz on the field or let's run at Trent Cole. Let's run downfield on this team, punch him in the mouth as much as possible because if you got Trent Cole and Jason Babin flying around, I mean they they can get pressure on the Bears with four, rushing four. And if you're rushing four, seven in coverage. Jay Cutler will be an interception machine on Monday night. We all know, and I'm not knocking Jay Cutler. I love the kid. 
He plays. He's a juvenile diabetic coach. And when he plays night games, he doesn't play well. So I don't know what type of, uh, how he's got to change up and what he's got to do, right? Because, you know, he's a diabetic, we're not. Okay, but there's something that happens when he does not play well when he's up late at night. Mm-hmm. So whatever he has to do okay. to change, that would really be good. And also, please, Mike Marks, protect him. Run the football down people's throat. Keep five, keep six in uh, on half of your pass plays. And then on the pass plays, when you send five out, maybe they, the, the, the Eagles you know, will be, won't be blitzing and all that other crazy mm-hmm. stuff because you're showing a little bit of diversification in your game plan, Mike Marks. Please don't let your quarterback get destroyed this that was that was the name when you, when you were describing the way to beat the Philadelphia Eagle defense. I'm thinking in my head, well, there's only one minor problem. The way to beat the Philadelphia Eagle defense is exactly the philosophy that our offensive coordinator, the guy calling the plays, does not like to do. Mike Martz is not a let's be uncreative and go straight down the hill play power football. That's against his natural tendencies. But you're saying hopefully, hopefully Martz will be smart enough to. Uh, play to his strengths in this game, and run the ball first and then pass to keep him off balance. Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to say don't pass. That's not what I'm saying. But, mm-hmm. you know, don't be throwing pitches out wide to Forte, okay? Uh, don't be doing that. Run the lead draw. Let those ends run up the field, okay? And then hand the ball to Forte and let them run underneath Cole and Babbitt as they run right to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, now it's nine on nine instead of, you know, nine on eleven for your offensive play. You know, that's, that's the numbers are a lot better for you uh, in that right. particular instance. Good and, game and in I'm, Monday I'm night football. Some aggressive. some other good uh, Sunday night games to think about. Sunday games to think about again. Beat the Schmoes tomorrow. We can make our football predictions. But Big Dog, one of the burgeoning great rivalries. Uh, I might be going over the top a little bit, but I'll say in all of sport, the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's the second time they're playing this year, but it's a, a resurgent Pittsburgh team. They look bad early. They look real good now. The Baltimore Ravens are your psychological schizophrenic team of the year. Ravens at Pittsburgh. Real quick. Real quick. How do you see that one coming? Uh, that's going to be one vicious game. I thought the NFL wanted all the uh, the divisional games we played at the end of the season. So I, they played I, the first week of the year, and now they're playing in the, the midweek of the, of the season. I, I could be mistaken. I thought they had already played, but... It, yeah, they did. They did, Coach. Oh, remember, okay. the, the, the Ravens destroyed the Steelers and forced seven turnovers in week one, remember? it was The, the, the Ravens absolutely annihilated the Steelers in week one of the season. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Ravens, Ravens also capable of... Laying an egg is, is just about as well as any team in the NFL, with the exception of Miami. That's a, that's a good point, Coach. They but, I mean, bad. the Ravens, they absolutely looked pathetic against the Titans a couple weeks ago. Yep. So. How about San Diego now? They're in somewhat of a must situation, and always uh, me and David Olson, producer extraordinaire, in our two-minute uh, pre-preparation. But for the show yesterday, we were talking about the San Diego Chargers falling back into their trap Uh you think they're going to do that, or do they bounce out of it? And I mention that because the San Diego Chargers, after a tough loss last week, and a team many thought might go to the Super Bowl, they are playing at a team you might uh, might have heard of before, Big Dog. It's called the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I don't think they're beating Green Bay. They're going to four and four, but they're going to end up winning that division, Coach. If you, I can't see Carson Palmer like being able, being ready to play quarterback at it. NFL level over the next like two or three weeks. No, we're not talking Oakland. No. We're not talking Oakland. San Diego. Well, oh, I see. I'm sorry. I, I that's got my you. point. Is that, that's who they're battling. That's, are they going to be resurgent yep. by the end of the year? Yeah, the, the Chargers will represent the AFC West. That's that's who's going to win that, that division. Mm-hmm. Even though 
their quarterbacks just lost the game for them. I mean, can't handle a snap. He closed his hands before the ball got up there. Have you ever? That's, I can, he hasn't lost a snap. They said in four years, and he loses it right before they're about to down the ball and let the field goal kicker win it for him. That's. That's pretty embarrassing. That is not good. By the way, I did make a mistake. It's Green Bay at San Diego. So that adds okay. to it a little bit. Remember my prediction. The Packers are going to go 15-1. So somewhere along the way, Green Bay is going to lose one game. Might be this week. Uh, I would say it's going to be in the Super Bowl. That would be good. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, 18-1 with a loss in the Super Bowl for the second time in Five years. Long as you're making wild and crazy predictions, do you care to uh, take a gander? Which team might uh, defeat an undefeated Green Bay Packer in the January 8th Super Bowl? It'll January be the, 22nd. Super it'll Bowl. be the New England Patriots, and they'll get revenge, and they'll be it'll be like the greatest Super Bowl for them because they uh, can get revenge for their 18-1 and season a couple years ago. Interesting. New England. Yes, David? I'd be looking ahead a couple weeks. Uh, week 12, they're at the Detroit Lions on Thursday night. Week 13, they're at the New York Giants on a Sunday night. They're going to lose one of those games. I'm not sold on the Giants. Is the Lions-Packers that Thanksgiving weekend? That's Thanksgiving. Woo! That's the Thanksgiving Day game. Woo! Wow, blue, 42, red. I, I, I did, did. Split left, set. Thanksgiving has not had a really good game for a while, Big Dub. That one uh, might be worth changing dinner plans for. Yeah, the, last, the, the last time Detroit was in a Thanksgiving Day game that meant something to Detroit, Detroit, uh, Barry Sanders was on the team, honestly. Otherwise, it was always, I'm just being a spoiler, That's because they they have not even had a chance to reach the playoffs during any of those seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how bad they've been. So, By the way, our beloved Bear will be at home against the Detroit Lions after the Monday night game, and that game was switched from a 12 o'clock tip-off big dog to 3.15. They're going national with that game. So I don't know if it's the Bears or Detroit, but the two of them combined, apparently uh, the networks have decided to move it to the more marquee 3.15 time. I do I do like Bears playing at 3.15. See, but the, the thing is, that's a night game because by – by 4.45, it's going to be dark yep. in the city of Chicago. Because Daylight Savings Time is coming up this Saturday night, Coach. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes. Oh, excellent. Oh, excellent. That's that's awfully good because I needed to sleep in a little bit. Extra hour of sleep for you, big dog. I call it uh, Black Monday, though, the day after that. My, my least, you've heard me say this before, my least yeah. favorite day of the year when all of a sudden the clocks change and, you know, 5 o'clock hits and it's pitch dark out there. To me, it is the beginning of the impending doom that is five and a half months of winter here in Chicago. And now, for some reason, lately, it just seems like it's going to be a little bit brighter and warmer for me. You know, check this out, Coach. This is I'm giving up my my Sunday morning to actually go and work on a garden where I won't even be able to eat out of this until like next summer. So really? there's got to be some serious like involved with me in this particular situation. Whose particular is this? A public garden? A private garden? Uh, again, once again, explain a por favor. It's a it's a private garden on the south side of the of the city of Chicago. Interesting. So you're taking off on a Sunday to help somebody with their garden. Yeah, so instead of watching the coach and Keyshawn Johnson and CC and my boy TJ, and don't forget, boom. Yeah, that's what I'll be doing, coach. I'll be getting my hands dirty. <laughs> All right, real quick, a couple of more games to uh, check into. We got the Jets at Buffalo. The Jets poll went out last week. Buffalo Bills look like they are for real. They're coming off the shutout of the Washington Redskins. Pretty good game there, big dog. A couple of East Coast powerhouses here. The Jets at the Bills. You think Buffalo keeps the mojo going? Uh, 
the Jets at the Bills. I do like Buffalo in this game. I think this is where Buffalo really announces to the world that they're contending in the AFC. And uh, afterward, Rex Ryan will still guarantee that his team wins the Super Bowl this season. <laughs> How about Rob Ryan, the mercurial defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys? They shut him up last Monday night, huh? Uh, wow. You know, wow, the, the Eagles really did whatever they wanted to. Yeah. If, if DeMarcus Ware wasn't playing for the Cowboys, the Eagles would have scored 50 points. If you take him off of that defense, I mean, because he was getting pressure on, it was all, it was like 1 on 11, it looked like, mm-hmm. when, when the Eagles defense was on, when the offense was on the field. Beautiful. All right, just some of the games uh, we could look at. We got uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, too. That's not a bad game, but uh, we'll preview them a little bit more. Football Friday coming up tomorrow. Beat the Schmoes football predictions. Big Dog, I fully expect you to be in a bounce-back mode. And I think the big question is, can producer extraordinaire David Olson do it again? He is, well, we're not near the end of the year, dog, but he is in the hunt for the best record ever in the 10-year history of Beat the Schmoes? Yeah, it's without question. Without question, the the highest that anybody ever did is I had a sixty three percent year one year, and that's uh, that's and right now that's in serious serious jeopardy because he's taking that like an eighty percent clip. What was your percentage? I had to pick that at sixty three percent. That was the highest ever sixty three. The sixty three percent was the highest that we've ever had. Now we've had a bunch of like uh, Kevin Horan picked at like fifty five percent for like seven years, except the one year he picked at like legitimately less than thirty three percent. Remember that year? Yes. We, that was it was the ugliest year any of us have ever had, uh, but yeah, it's, it's I, he's going to if he picks at seventy percent for the season, mm-hmm. legitimately he should be selling these things, or at least I should be. How about that? I'm just going to start selling. Okay. Them. So on on Saturday you're going to see me do a bunch of YouTube videos with David Olson. <laughs> Well, we're only halfway through the season, but it's uh, the body of work is out there, and it's been uh, highly impressive so far. Keep in mind. As a rookie last year and beat the Schmoes, David Olson, our producer extraordinaire, uh, not so good. But he's having well, that. He started out poorly. He did like an zero and three, and then after that, I think he yeah. squeezed he squeezed a lemon the whole year because yeah. of that. <laughs> Which is different than most people because typically you come in, you know, you have that great rookie year, the first year when you don't really know what the hell you're doing. Then you start to think about it. The pressure starts to build. You have the sophomore jinx. But uh, producer extraordinaire Do has done it the other way. Big dog, bad first year, really good second year. Well, I've noticed he's been picking defense and quarterbacks. Yep, which is a good way to go. Yep. And by the way, the streak might come into an end because I was informed uh, the week after Thanksgiving, end of November, first week of December, general manager Chris Whitting will be doing his biannual uh, drug testing here at the uh, TalkZone.com. So, if you're going to bet on David Olson's picks, you might want to go this week. Or the next couple of weeks. Are you going to be coming in for drug testing? Or are you going to? Is it going to be takeout like last year? I'm going to. I'm going to mail it in. I okay. have to have one of my friends come in from out of town. All right. We well, have a drive-through. You know, really? yeah. Kind of like Walgreens. Sort of. Yeah, it's kind of like a deposit box. You know, drop and drive. Drink. <laughs> Drink, drop, and drive. You can just uh, come right, right out. You don't even have to stop upstairs, Big Dub, but uh, make a visit here, will you, please? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, Coach. I okay. really am. All right. Uh, hopefully that, that that the situation will be rectified within the next couple months. Okay, I hope so. I love things that are rectified. Uh, I almost got in a colonostomy discussion with the rectified, but let's move on. Um, can I make a quick totally off-the-cuff comment, but I need to do it because I, I heard someone talking about it, and I'm waiting for this to happen, and that is, and I will make this promise to the American public, the international public, because our show, of course, via the Internet, being heard in seven different continents, 
and also parts of Wisconsin. Um, the first radio station, Big Dog, that I hear that starts playing Christmas music, like in the next week, uh-huh. I will never listen to that station again. I might even take some kind of large round object to the radio, but uh, you know the stations that they fight to be the, who's the first to play Christmas music. Oh, they actually fight over who, who does it now? To some extent. But are you with me here? That is, it's just absolutely way too. I cannot, cannot handle. I wish you a Merry Christmas on the radio right now. You know, Coach, uh, I, I, I totally and completely agree with you on the. I, I don't want it too early. Yeah. And especially somebody who worked in retail. I guarantee you one thing. My, my friends who work in retail on, on a, a 1 1 1 11 on November 1st. They walk into work and they hear, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa I guarantee <laughs> yeah. it, Coach. Woo. And they're like, oh, no, oh, yeah. all the way to about January 10th. Yep. I got to listen to this until January 10th. <laughs> Hark the angels <laughs> sing. Yeah. Oh, the the day, after, day after Halloween, the retail stores are right at it. Yeah, so yeah, they changed, yeah, changed it this year. Jeez, even before Halloween, uh, like like Home Depot, yeah, everything. It, it, a lot of these stores, they took down the back to school stuff and put up the Christmas stuff. Hey, wow! So, I mean, the Halloween stuff was up. I thought you were going to say took down the back to school stuff. Middle of September, we're starting to see the Halloween decorations. No, 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 no. They were putting up Christmas oh, stuff, brother. Like for example, wow. for example, Home Depot didn't even put out any uh, Halloween stuff. Well, I mean. Not that they have anything to put out, but yeah, they had, they've had the Christmas trees up for a month. Yeah, you know me, Doug. I, I've become the Grinch later in life, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I love Christmas, the Christmas spirit, the holiday season, but I want Christmas to be like the Olympics, to make it more special once every four years, once a year. <laughs> I'm very serious about that. The holiday season, you know, especially now that it's like three or four months, every year it just comes too often. I can't get into it. I think it should be like the Olympics, once every four years. You know, Coach, that's one of those things that uh, I know, like, deep down in your heart, you really believe in, but you know it's never going to happen. No, of course not. Yeah, it's like, it's like so bad do I want the fact in football if you score a touchdown and you want to kick your extra point. If yep. it's going to be that boring, you have to have the guy who converted the touchdown right. kick it. Right. I know I want it's never going to happen, mm-hmm. but I can dream. You're never going to get Christmas no. every four years. I mean, Jesus probably wouldn't mind because he'd, he'd age a lot less fast. Yeah. You know, because right now he's like, man, I'm... Man, like right about now, he's about twelve hundred eighteen years old. Okay, now like in, you know, in five years, he'll still be two thousand nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not Give bad. him we a talking. break, absolutely. Give him a little break. Santa Claus, the elves, you know. I think their production would be more. Their spirit would be better. A lot of people complaining about Santa Claus that aren't so happy these days. You know, not as jolly as they used to be. You can only blame so much on the euro. Uh, you know, once every four years, I guarantee you'd get some jolly Santas okay. out there. Yeah, but think about this. What about Mrs. Claus? She finally gets this fat ass out of the house, you know. Well, and be stuck in a lot more. Think about it. If you're only making toys and delivering once every four years, mm-hmm. I mean, he, that probably wouldn't be good for Santa's health. He's pretty fat. You want to keep that fat man, like, active. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. You convinced me. All right, 888-463-6748, TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic, big dog and a coach at your service. By the way, I alluded to it with my God's gift comment, but uh, I did uh, about four or five days ago, big dog, one of my favorite things to do this time of year, I did go to the uh, local pharmacy and picked out not just one, but two preseason college basketball magazines I'm currently reading through and kind of refreshing myself. On the year upcoming, a college basketball always one of my favorite things to do. Uh, so, is uh, the coach at Kentucky on a hot seat? 
the coach of Kentucky is not on the hot seat. Oh, no, Calipari isn't. So that's very rare in the in the preseason issue. The mm-hmm. read that the Kentucky coach is not on yeah. the hot seat. So they must be preseason number one. Or is it North Carolina? I think number three. They've got um, uh, North Carolina, Kansas. Oh, nope, and, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Ohio State one with Sullinger back. And oh, Aaron Aaron Kraft and William Buford in the backcourt. Number two, North Carolina. Buford is back? Buford is back for, I think, like his 11th year of college hoops. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know, Coach. That is a huge, huge, I almost said addition. I, I, I can't believe that kid's back. I thought he was a senior last year. Priest Lauderdale, wow. gone. John Diebler, gone. And who was in uh, William Lighty, gone. Yes, David Lighty. David Lighty. David Thank you very much. Okay. But they do have the other three guys back. You know, they always get big recruits and stuff. Kentucky basically has a new team every year. Yes, they do, because they get a bunch of one and done, yep. and they always get a Sasha. They, I don't know how <laughs> Kentucky is all of a sudden attracting all these guys, all these, the best itches in, in Europe, but they're coming yeah. to Well, Kentucky don't stay. Now. now that Steve Lavin is at St. John's, not all the Sashas will be at Kentucky. Good to know, Coach. Thank you very much. All right, Dahl, we got to wrap it up. Uh, do a little bit of research. Not too much. Don't overthink it. And we got Beat the Schmoes Football Friday. We'll make our predictions, have some more fun. Uh, behave yourself today. If any of the females want to know, where might they try to track you down today? Uh, I'll be at my desk working, thinking about my girlfriend. That's not exactly what the females out there wanted to hear, but it is reality, huh? Yes, well, if the females are my family members, I'll be thinking of you too. So, All right. thank you well, a lot for listening, everybody. A bunch of disappointed females and one emailer named Ranger with a rash, extremely disappointed. All right. Have <laughs> <laughs> a great day, dog. Later. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. 10 o'clock tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. David Olson, producer, thank you so much.